1: This is Metal Mike, and of course, this is the 80s Glam metal Cast. And in this episode, we talk to Bullet Boys singer, the man, Mark Torian. We talk about the Bullet Boys' original lineup reunion. We look back at some of their classic albums. We hear what Mark Torian learned from Ted Templeman. And we look back at that killer 1988 tour with Winger and Cinderella. One, two, four, just check it out. Well, Mark, welcome to the 80s Glam Battlecast. How you doing tonight, man? Good, my brother. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, doing awesome. Doing awesome. So I know that uh, COVID kind of put a monkey wrench into a lot of the live playing and all that kind of stuff. What have you been doing with yourself?
0: Uh, You know what? Just doing a lot of writing, doing, done a lot of recording, and just, you know, trying to, uh, how do you say it, try to rise to the occasion and just try to keep a healthy perspective on everything. Uh, thank goodness, you know, we're we're well and uh, uh, and very very healthy. So, uh, other than that, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, we're all trying to look through our crystal balls right now to to try to figure out when and when and where. So, hopefully by the end of the year, you know, you know, we just start rocking again. So, uh, fingers crossed, you know.
1: Nice. So, uh, studio work you're in with uh, with the original lineup of the Bullet Boys, correct? Yes. Well, How's it going? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's going amazing, uh, but, you know, it's not, it's very easy to do when, uh, you know, we're, when we're under quarantine and, uh, quarantines and uh, COVID, uh, COVID-19, uh, situation that we've never been in before, but, uh, we're trying to make the best of a bad situation, uh, and trying to do stuff that's uplifting, uh, I, I don't know if you'd know, but we did perform on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, uh, site, uh as our as one of the first uh virtual uh live shows on the internet yes how did that show go oh it was amazing you know we were able to reach uh, thousands and thousands of people and uh we were actually the guinea pig of our of the whole thing uh, we were the first up you know basically and it um we had a lot to spread the idea and our manager larry Mirand was uh, able to implement it and go out like a true genius and make some things happen. Now a lot of the bands are starting to do that in the, uh, at the same place where we did it over at uh, Third Encore in, in L.A. So it's uh, it's becoming becoming a little uh, thing. So I love it, uh, but uh, I don't want that to be uh, uh, new normalcy, as they say. Uh, we got to get back to playing live for the people and uh, get back to doing shows, but. Uh, we also got to see where this thing pans out, and hopefully, God willing, you know, fingers crossed that the uh, well, not actually, hopefully, I should, I'll retract from that. God willing, fingers crossed. At the end of the year, you know, I see some places are popping up and live music starting to happen again.
1: Speaking of monsters of rock, um, I saw a lot of the clips that you guys when you guys played on the cruise, and that sounded awesome. It's kind of lucky that that cruise was able to sneak in before all this stuff happened.
0: Well, you know, it wasn't even sneaking in. No one knew it was going to come. That's true, I mean, you know, no one had a crystal ball. This is, you know, this is a virus that came from China that was perpetuated all around the world. You know, no one, you know, however that, however it may be, no one could see that coming. But you're absolutely right. Thank God that uh, we were able to uh, do our thing and the rest, everybody on there, you know, came back safe and healthy and, other than maybe, uh, people being a little, uh, boat sick, you know, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a blast, man. We're just so grateful that we were able to do that for everybody. And, uh, you know, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It, um, you know, like I say, fingers crossed that everything gets back, but it's going, going to be a new way of doing business. Oh, sure. We're going to have to be a lot, uh, more, uh, clean and sanitized and everything else. And, uh, you know, um, we're just going to have to fig- figure that out. But I'm sure that we will.
1: Oh, yeah. How is the new material? What's it sounding like? Is it, is it, a, is you guys trying something different? It's got some classic Bullet Boys. What's going on with the new material?
0: You know, I really, it's, you know, it's like, I would say this. Our bands like, um, are you familiar with the movie Fight Club? No. No? No. You've never seen Fight Club? Oh, the movie Fight Club. No, no. Yeah.
1: I, know, no I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it, no.
0: Okay, so the movie Five Club, basically, in, in the movie Five Club, it, there's a there's a saying, and we kind of abide by that saying, we're kind of like Five Club, we don't talk about Five Club. <laughs> 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 but I will share with you that uh, there's a lot of stuff that's being thrown around uh, musically. It's just getting into the right uh, situation where we can all get together and play together. But uh, yeah, we... We have a uh, big surprise coming out for people here in the next couple months, so I can at least uh, drop that out there. We've been uh, we've been cooking some stuff up in the Bull, Bull Boys kitchen, as they say. It's stuff sounding uh, this thing is sounding really amazing. It's going to be produced by um, one of our own family from back of the back in the first record. So not to give away that much stuff because uh, when it comes out, I think people are going to be really excited. I just heard one of, the, uh, one of the final mixes actually last night and it sounds, it's just, there's just something when you get the four of us together that just, it has this sound, man, that I, I can't even express to you. Just a lot, This and this was done with a lot of love. Uh, we've been working on this pretty hard. So um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait till people hear this. So we do have something that's coming to, um, we're working on a uh, new video and, uh, hopefully get this thing out as, uh, as quickly as we can, you know, at least for the, uh, hopefully by the, uh, by the latter part of summertime, man. Does it
1: feel like the old days being back together?
0: You know, it, it's better than the old days, I think, because, uh, on one aspect, uh, which is a huge, large, large aspect, uh, we've all grown as musicians and we've grown in different ways to be able to do what we're doing right now and getting what we're Doing in, you know, in different studios and not ha- not being able to all get together at the same time sometimes is remarkable because you gotta have a lot of trust, uh, value, uh trust factor in that as far individuals. And, and seems like there's, it, that is really coming in the, uh, the chemistry is there. So that's what's really important is the chemistry. And we definitely have the chemistry. And, uh, I don't think that ever left at all. I think it was just finding a way how to, uh, be able to to you know loving each other in the now, you know, and not completely be thinking about things that did or didn't happen, but loving on each other right now and really respecting each other for uh, our musical prowess and and what we can bring to the table, man. Yeah, for sure. So Co- collectively, yeah, collectively
1: T- talking about going back in time. Does it feel like it's been
0: thirty two years since the debut? No, man, it really doesn't. It it's really very uh very trippy and no it it does not at all um i think we get a a little older but our spirits are still very very youthful and uh i know my mind uh, is held up thank god and um you know i just i'm just i I love our first record our first record was something that um is still to this day uh, is a remarkable record for what we did and you know what was going on at the time i it's just one of those records you know it's one of those classics
1: now there's a book out right now uh, about Ted Templeman and he was your producer obviously on the first album what did you learn from him what are your uh, thoughts thinking back about working with him
0: everything everything mm-hmm. I, I, I can't just say uh, in a recording aspect but everything now as as uh, you know getting older and uh, i always start with the way he basically Taught us in the studio the way he did things. Uh, I do the same things in studios. Uh, I really work a song as, as hard as you can. But I there's a lot of elements of, of I mean of elements of what he taught us uh, there when we worked together, and I still use those. Just the way uh, the reading aspects of it, reading books, um, a lot of movies, uh, old and new, uh, to get perspectives from uh, different things. You know, to get ideas and always keep it you know for real you know lyrically i always try to keep it you know especially like right now i really think that we need definitely some music that's uplifting oh yeah um you know uh bullet boys is all about you know driving down pch with your top down of of whatever ride you're in and if you don't have a convertible, and you're definitely taking it to a body shop and cutting the top of the <laughs> roof off of your car so you can have a convertible, slamming loud Bullet Boys music, uh, thinking about beautiful women, <laughs> you know, sexy, sexy people, got great looking dudes, people just having a great time, man. Just everybody congregating together, one love and really enjoying, you know, taking, taking your mind off of what's going on right now in the world is what we're trying to do so you know i know we're i think that's what we as musicians in this band are really trying to do we're, we're trying to bring it with absolute lope so i'm hoping people will gravitate to it uh, whatever's going on i love all the stuff that a lot of artists are coming out with right now but mm-hmm. we're definitely going to be kicking people uh with a donkey kick in the teeth with this one
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome man so when you think back uh a lot of bands uh, came out, you know, with for, for their debuts around when you did. You know, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. I mean, I think that was a killer year for music. I mean, what, what, one of the best, in my opinion. Who did you like uh, that came out around when you did? Was there some bands that you
0: thought were really great? What'd you think? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, that were just like, uh, you know, I I can't really. There's so many bands at that time that were coming out. I would say one band that because we got the tour with them. Uh, well, actually, two bands. Well, one band, excuse me, uh, would be Tesla. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yep. We got to play shows with Tesla, and they were real rock like we were. There's no, you know, there was no tapes going on or whatever yep. the hell yep. what people were doing back then or what have you. It was all real deal, uh, you know, straight punk and roll type of stuff. And when I got to see them finally play, they just had a great energy. You know, they were just hitting with everything. It's like you know, it's just a, a full-on, you know, souped-up, you know, hot rod. It was, it was great. Um, another band that I got to see that I, I really, really loved and still do back then when we came out was the Black Crows. Mm-hmm. I think the Black Crows were, um, it was a struggle for them to come out with the type of music that they were coming out with when there was a lot of, you know, 80s rock band, whatever that was, or yeah. hair bands, whatever the people are calling it. Yep. But to be able to come out with, with that type of, uh, with that, that that type of attitude and swagger uh their first record was was amazing, and I still love it. I still listen to it. Um, definitely the Black Crows definitely.
1: Yeah, S- second concert I ever went to was uh, uh, Winger, Bullet Boys, and Cinderella. Saw that concert uh, uh, locally, and I'm telling you, man, that show was a kick-ass show. You guys all kicked ass. And yes, sir. Thank people, you. And when you and when you talk about that lineup, I tell you, I'll, I'll send a tweet out about that, or I'll. I'll, I'll Put out a poster, a flyer from that era. People go ape shit, man. They they love that tour. What was that tour like? What was it like playing with those guys every night?
0: Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that I I actually can't talk about okay. <laughs> on the grounds that it makes. <laughs> <But laughs> we were, dude. We listen. We were out of control, bro. It was. We were definitely out of control of both boys. It was. Every night was partying and carrying on like you could not imagine. Uh, we try to take it to another level. Um, but it was really, we were so blessed because it was such an amazing tour. Um, uh, especially being out with, uh, with Tom yeah. and the fellas, you know, Cinderella. That was like, you know, cause we're, you know, gosh, whatever, a year or two before that, we're, we're sitting there watching them on MTV at, you know, at Lonnie's dad's house going, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're better than these guys. We can make <laughs> this happen, you know? <laughs> you know, come on, man. Let's not wait. These guys, these guys can do it. We can do it. So, you know, it's like, bye. And then you're seeing a play. And Tom was, they were so, uh, how would you say it? Oh my gosh, meticulous about what he sounded like. And I have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. Took a long time during sound checks and stuff, but, uh, being so meticulous about the shows, it really paid off. Every night he was just on, sweating from head to toe. There was no night that, you know, he exhausted as he was, you know, you know, we were, God, we were out there for so long with the Ronco Winter Doer. Um, but he always gave it his all. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, he's dropping grand pianos from the ceiling. And,
1: yeah. You know, I remember that.
0: <laughs> you know, snow's falling and, you know, our, you know, Osfor sitting there just going like, wow, this is so rad. Wow. This is good. These guys are incredible. This is like an incredible show. So. He put on an incredible show every night, man. And, and a, had a big crew. Yeah. He took out a lot of people. Winger was cool. Um, they all performed really well, but, uh, I, I we always, you know, and it, one, the greatest thing of that tour, can I tell you, was maybe I didn't at the time have a lot of respect, not respect for it, but just didn't really want to do it because I was exhausted by the end of the evening because we were, you know, town to town, town to town. Yep. And drinking on top of it. Would be at the end of the night, Tom would call everybody up and we'd do a couple songs uh, together. So we did, uh, oh, I can't, we, would, we did a Skinner's tune and we did uh, Jumping Jack Flash. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was so much fun, man. And I remember coming and hugging Tom every night and he was just, sw- he was dripping with sweat. <laughs> and so that to me, coming from the Motown School and the James Brown School, was just mass respect. So I, I know we would get a little crazy honoree, and, and uh, Tom would always, you know, put, the, put a bridle in and put a saddle on us and go, that I need to talk to you. <laughs> 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 and we always listen to because he, he goes, listen, I love you guys, you're out of control, but let's we got some, get some rest. We got some shows coming up, and, you know, I want you guys, you know, well rested. We got, you know, a long tour ahead of us. So he, he was always teaching us really cool things and I have so much respect for him. I mean, and him and, uh, Eric and uh, Jeff and especially our brother, uh, Fred Curry. We got really close with Fred out there. He's just an amazing, amazing man and just a sweetheart. And Fred Curry, uh, still, like, I we have so much respect and, uh, Hold him up very, very high because he's Fred Curry. I love, him. I remember I had a shirt that I would wear out there. I made a shirt that said Fred Curry rules. <laughs> so there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, brotherhood going on out there for sure. But yeah, you know, looking back, I think that was the thing of getting out, getting up together and, and playing all together was really rad.
1: Yeah, that was cool. And you know, I think, People, you know, love that lineup, too, because you figure you guys were all hot on MTV at that point. You know what I mean? You guys all had videos. So it wasn't like you had some lame act that you were waiting to be done with, and then the the headline was coming on. You know, you guys all were were up. For you and Winger, guys were just coming out real hot. Videos on MTV 24-7. So it was killer stuff, man. Good times. So much fun. So let's fast forward a little bit to, uh, by the time you get to Freak Show. So by the time Freak Show comes out, the musical climate's changing a little bit. What was the expectations? Did you guys think you could weather this? Or what, what was the thought process going into Freak Show, and you know, from a marketing standpoint?
0: You know, we were, you know, still to this day, we were very, very fortunate to have Ted with us um, because he, he let us do what we wanted to do, basically. You know, and we would go through songs, and he would be like, we'd have the A, B, and C list. So we always go through with the pre-production, and and we like to take risks. Uh, definitely, we were not. I still think that, and, and this, and please, this is coming from love. I'm not trying to say like uh, when I say this, uh, I'm not trying to be egotistical with it. But we were just a different band, man. We you know we had rock and roll, punk, soul, R and B. Uh, we had all these. Different dynamics of what we did, the Bullet Boys, and we were were very street. Mm -hmm. And uh, he always let us do what we wanted to do. So, for us to come out with our first single, uh, which would be the THC Groove, um, was kind of shocking to people. Right. You know, they're just like, what is going on? But good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you've got to chase your musical. Prowess, so we were always doing that and trying to push ourselves to do do different stuff that wasn't like a you know like other bands. So yeah, it was it was um, that creative process on that record was really awesome because we um, we just did different things and we were able to um, cover um, the great Tom Waits "Hang On, Saint Christopher" mm-hmm. was just amazing. You know, it was uh, Ted Templeman's idea for us to do it. In fact, I was just talking to Lonnie on the phone about this today. We weren't really up for it. We were, you know, we, we loved Tom, Tom Waits, but we didn't know if it was going to work for us. But it, it you know, and you, Ted has, just, you know, yeah, he he's such, he's so brilliant. He had this idea and he could hear it in his head. How it would be how would it, it would be when we finished? So when we finished, it was just like, wow, this is really special. Yeah. It's not like anything that anybody was doing at the time. Um, um uh, the great Bobby Lacan uh played congas i believe on it uh from uh the Doobie brothers uh rest in peace uh jimmy uh ted played uh a lot of the uh percussion, some of the percussion stuff, so we had this thing move it was so sexy and so rad that I didn't really hear anybody really doing that at that time you know, everybody was you know pretty much still in that that vein of you know the that- you know, glam type of stuff but yeah. we were Switching gears, and we we always did that, and but still stayed true to uh, what it was. And freak show was just basically, you know, to put a band from uh, from the inner city and to come out, and we signed a, uh, to come out, and have a huge hit record, and then um, we saw a lot of things that we never thought we would see. So it was always a freak show to us, like some of us ago. was <laughs> that, a freak show. and so that's why we named that. And the cover of it, everything, you know, kind of try to the person that we that we had do the cover try to uh uh put in perspective of what, what we would tell this artist to put and and as far as faces that we saw and stuff and it came out great so it was kind of it was definitely a a, a darker broodier record mm-hmm. uh which is which is rad and which we were just dying to do and you know we ended up coming out with some really great stuff on that record so i love that record
1: yeah and luckily you guys hung on for you know three records with warner brothers how, how did that end with warner brothers was it was it nice or was it ugly
0: <laughs> no it wasn't ugly um i think it was that there was um, you know all good things come to an end right let's put it that way sure. um i think that we were doing a lot of soul searching in the band also the four of us and management and uh sometimes it comes to an apex of something where you have to uh, either sink or swim so there was a lot of new music coming in at the time um, people's tastes uh, you know started fluctuating and um, it, it, it was it is and what it is what it is and it was what it was but I, I don't know there was no ill will I have no ill will uh, for anybody, I, I would add nothing but praise and uh, humility for being signed with uh, the greatest record label at the time, uh, which is Warner Brothers Records by Mo Austin, um, Lenny Warnicker, uh, Ted Templeman, Roberta Peterson. Uh, those are the people, and Russ I read the people that we work with there, and it was a family, man. It was, uh, it was, it was an amazing feeling walking into Warner Brothers Records and knowing that you're part of a family and that uh, creativity, Creatively, uh, they would let you do what what you wanted to do. So we were in the we were in the perfect house for that.
1: I want to say last week I interviewed uh, Stephen Sherold. He was the lead singer for the band Kick Tracy, and he talked. Okay. Uh, yeah, he talked about uh, trying out uh, or jamming or whatever with Motley Crue when Vince left and he told me something that I've never heard before and maybe you can elaborate if, if there's anything going on with it but he said there was four guys that that, that played with Motley Crue and, and that kind of jammed to see if the fit was right it was him John Karabi Sebastian Bach and he said you is there any truth to that i never heard that before
0: that's true that's true okay so you did jam with the boys no I never jammed with them oh you never I did okay I, I said I never, I never jammed even though we were brothers we never jammed together but I worked with Nikki.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there was some talk that you know maybe.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Cool man. I had never heard that before.
0: Uh, yeah. No, I love Nikki. We we've all been really close. Me, uh, myself, Nikki, Vince, uh, Tommy, and, and, and um, Nick. Everybody. I mean, their camp is amazing. I, I, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was looked at as, as being the the new lead singer for Molly. Nice for. For for a, for a minute too, and a couple other were were also. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, I, I I never thought about that before, but then once he told me that, and I started letting it sink in, I was like, "Whoa, that would, uh, that would have been pretty yeah, cool, but,
0: man." <laughs> it would have worked. Uh, no, was, uh, oh no! Oh, it's a honor to be you know even thought about something like that. But uh, you know, we were deep in the Bullet Boys and uh, pretty you know very well you know, semi successful at the time, so uh, it would be a really hard thing to do. Plus, here is another thing. Vince Neil is Motley Crue. That's my brother. Yeah. You know, it just, it just felt weird to me. Um, it didn't feel right. I've known Vince for a really long time and, lo- and have loved him and still love him very, very much. Um, and at the time, it just, it just didn't seem right. It, it, it would be great musically, but it just wasn't the, the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I was probably, uh, really too close with Vince and all the guys, and it, it just seemed like, um, not the right
1: thing. I think after he told me that, I, I the first song that came into my head trying to picture you sing was Live Warrior, and I was like, man, I bet you I bet you, Mark sounds killer doing Live Warrior. <laughs> oh,
0: I love that song. Oh, that's so rad. Thank you.
1: I could hear it. I could hear it. Well, that's cool, man. I, I just, I'm glad that you humored me with that one because, like I said, I, I never heard that before. Uh, even more recently, as I heard Sebastian Bach, but that was more in recent times when that you know that was said before. So, who knows? It was you know it's a crazy time. I would have loved to see Motley Crue do what Van Halen did. You know what I mean? And get a singer in place, and um, you know just kind of continue on. I love. I mean, don't get me wrong. Vince Neal is always going to be my favorite member. Um, but I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody wanted to see Motley Crue fail. You know what I mean? No,
0: no, no, no. Uh, you know. I, I don't think Motley's ever failed. I, no. I love John Colabi with all my heart. Um, actually, I've known John Colabi for so many years and uh, actually was an integral part of putting him together uh, with John Aldretti for The Scream. Okay. Uh, and The Scream opened up for the Bullet Boys uh, for the free, uh, free Show uh, tour. But no, John, I love that record. I oh, think yeah. that's uh, an incredible record. Uh, I think they were going into a new direction. Mm-hmm. Um i don't think the fans you know really gave it a, a a shot but the love that was put into that record and and the time and you know john singing is exceptional and and the writing is exceptional on that record and uh i i dig that it's just a different thing yeah you know uh maybe uh <clears throat> you know it should have been called another thing like another project you know yeah. uh but you know it it's it's nikki's it's, it's nikki's brainchild so uh it, it was all up to to leader six uh, for the for, for that direction for real for real.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's an amazing album, and you know, it's people like it a lot more now today than than at the time. And I think last thing I'll say about it is that I think you just hit a double whammy of you're changing a key member, you're hitting a musical trend change, and it was just you know that that's a tough break. That's right?
0: It. Yeah, man. But uh, other bands have done it, but I I just uh, I don't know. I, I I dig that record, but there's just. There's no replacing Vince Neil. There right. just isn't. No, he he's, a, he's an icon and, uh, uh, uh a, uh, a complete rock star and, and ridiculous vocalist, you know, you can't replace him. Definitely. Well,
1: Hey man, this has been a great conversation. What do you want to say to all your fans out there in closing?
0: That I love them so much. They have no idea that I love them so hard and that, uh, please keep the faith, stay healthy out there, stay frosty, uh, and know that, uh, that the friendly neighborhood Bullet Boys are going to be giving them something very, very soon. I promise you that.
1: Awesome, Mark. I can't wait to hear the new music, man. Good luck with everything you're doing,
0: brother. Thank you so much for having me on, and I apologize if I was too long-winded, but uh, thank you for the great questions and uh, for inviting me on. And that was a great question, Motley, man. Absolutely,
1: dude. I never would have thought of it if I didn't do the interview last week. <laughs> so, so I got to thank Stephen for bringing that up. So.
0: Yeah, t- absolutely. Tell Stephen, thank you. Tell him I said hello to him also. Definitely, man. Yeah, I just want to send out love to Mick, to Jimmy, and to Lonnie. I love you guys so much. And uh I, I, it's just been incredible doing what we're doing right now. And love to all the families and health and uh healing light to everybody out there. And uh, let's beat this virus down so we can start locking and rolling again, y'all. Yeah, man. Well, hey, stay healthy, Mark. God bless you. God bless you, too, my brother. Stay happy. Thank you. Take care, man.
1: Well, that was a great episode with Mark. So, hey, I know a lot of you find this show from Facebook, from rock websites, from wherever. You know what you should do? If you're new to joining us, become a subscriber. Then you won't miss any of the upcoming episodes. Keep rocking, everybody. Rock on!